0: Moncrief on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think
0: you're getting the best value from your
1: bank? Think again.
0: People deal with grief in many and various ways, many of them not always that healthy, but the British comedian Shan Doxey found an unusual way to heal herself. Through pole dancing. Shan. good afternoon.
1: Hi, thanks for having me on.
0: How long had you been pole dancing for prior to, prior to last year? You'd been doing it for some time, as I understand.
1: About six years. So I started when I was working as a stripper, um, which I'm very open about because it's a very stigmatized job. And then after I left the job, I continued taking pole dancing classes just for fun. And also it was really good for my mental health from the get go.
0: Mm, Because it's hard, obviously looks hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, my signature trick is falling off the pole, which I am okay. copywriting, so please credit <laughs> that move to me. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I like about it, to be honest. Like, you really have to give it your full focus. And it's also just really cool to feel your body getting stronger and like seeing all the stuff that you can do, which is like, oh, my God, is that me? I didn't think I could do that. So it's difficult, but it's really rewarding.
0: Yeah. And and then last year and within, as I understand it, the space of six months, you lost two friends to suicide. That that must have been devastating for you.
1: It wasn't my favorite. <laughs> it's <laughs> not the most cheery <laughs> uh, thing to happen. No, it's um. Yeah, uh just, you know, lots of love and solidarity to anyone who's lost people that way. Um it was really shocking and, you know, you wouldn't wish it on anyone to either be in a space where you decide that that's how you need to end things or, you know, someone who loses people because yeah, it's uh
0: it's awful. Yeah. And did you notice because I suppose everybody Uh, uh, metabolizes grief in different ways and, you know, they might go for uh, counseling and that kind of thing. Did you notice that it had an effect on your body, the grief?
1: Yes, I was completely unprepared for how physical the reaction would be and I learned that those kinds of deaths, they can send your um, nervous system into overdrive, which I had no idea about. And I was doing grief counseling in therapy. I'm really lucky. I've got amazing friends who were so supportive of the whole thing. But yeah, you find yourself just waking up feeling completely exhausted and distraught and you can't really understand what's going on. Yeah, the physical side of it is absolutely like overwhelming.
0: And did that get to the point where it was it was debilitating that there were kind of things you could do before that you couldn't do then?
1: I had to take time off work in the end, which was really surprising. Um, I'd been like muddling through and I'm lucky. My job were very sympathetic when if I needed to take the odd bit of time out or, you know, just kind of get in a little bit later or I had one or two days where I just couldn't come in and they knew what was going on. So it was fine. But... Yeah, I had holiday leave, which I thought, okay, I'm just going to have a proper break, straighten myself out, and then come back. And I had 14 days holiday leave, which was amazing. And then I came back, and after a few days back at work, I still wasn't functioning. So I had to take time off for a while, um, which is frustrating, because with these kinds of deaths, like life doesn't stop. You know, you're busy, other things are going on. So I didn't want to just grind to a standstill. But yeah, the physical effect of it is something you can't always uh you can't always just sort of breeze through.
0: Yeah. And had you become frustrated with yourself and I suppose you probably there was other people who knew your friends in common and maybe they were coping what seemed to be better with it than yeah. you were.
1: Absolutely, because with these deaths, you're there like this isn't about me, like I haven't died. So it's really frustrating if you kind of grind to a halt as well. And also you want to be able to be there to support your friends um, who are going through the same thing. Yeah, and everyone, yeah, as you said, everyone metabolizes these kinds of things differently. Weirdly. So <laughs> I used to work for a suicide prevention charity. I worked in social media for, um, yeah, a great charity based in London. So I thought that I was completely prepped. I was like, yeah, cool. I understand what the process is. But actually experiencing it for yourself was a
0: completely different ballgame. Mm. And you, you you say that you have complex PTSD. Now, is that related to the, the deaths of your friends or did you have that anyway?
1: Nope, that's completely unrelated. Um, Yeah, that's from other stuff. I guess uh, maybe, although again, I can only speak for myself. Maybe it means that uh, my nervous system is maybe a bit more likely to kind of go into overdrive, but no, those are two completely unrelated things.
0: Right. Okay. But but I suppose that that, that like people will know what PTSD is and that usually relates to kind of maybe one traumatic incident someone's had. When it's complex, it could be it's two or three or five and you're surrounded by triggers really.
1: Yeah. A lot more people have CPTSD, then we know, I think a lot of people are kind of rattling around with maybe variations. And also, it's a continuum. It's not a black and white thing. You don't have some people who have CPTSD and some don't, you know, everybody, everybody has to endure difficult stuff in life. And we uh, respond differently. To be honest, I think that in a way, um, having had a CPTSD diagnosis, what is it now, two or three years ago, and taking treatment for that means that even though it was to deal with something else, I had a support system in place. And also, as I said, with the bereavements, life goes on. (laughs) Most people can't just kind of pause their life um, to go, okay, I'm going to get treatment for these things. You still want to be working and socializing and, you know, doing all the things that you'd normally do, just kind of, yeah, Mm. dealing with the other stuff as and when.
0: Uh, though I suppose going back to the pole dancing, though, the, uh, would it be fair to say the pole dancing helped you become a bit more aware of how the grief was affecting your body?
1: Of course, pole has been absolutely transformative in how I manage anxiety generally. Um, so anyone who has also got CPTSD might understand that um, connecting to your body very fully uh, when um, that's kind of. Part of your internal weather means that a lot of really strong emotions can surface. And Paul was really great in that sense, in that I really had to connect to my body completely. You've got no choice. Otherwise, you might fall off the stick and die, um, which <laughs> nobody does. <laughs> not in a good class <laughs> with a safe instructor. But um, yeah, so i had been using Paul, not always consciously, to be honest, because I started Paul six years ago and got a CPTSD diagnosis three years ago. So sometimes Sometimes you're um I guess you're drawn to something because it's helping you in ways you didn't really understand yet um but yeah Paul was an amazing way just to kind of settle my nervous system even if you're doing things that are quite anxiety inducing like hanging upside down or doing all these really fast spins um it just really connected to my body on like a really fundamental level. And yeah, just kind of settled things, which was really cool.
0: Is is I suppose because when you're doing pole, obviously it's strenuous, but you really have to concentrate on what you're doing. Does that take you away from things or, or, or does it somehow connect with them and, and uh, ease your anxiety?
1: It's both. And I think, you know, whatever anyone's got that does that for them whether it's baking or walking a dog or painting or whatever when you have a passion that completely takes you out of your own life and just gets you into like absolute focus um just for fun (laughs) as well as the sort of mental health (laughs) straightening out like that's absolutely precious um so yeah it's a bit of both weirdly uh yeah the distraction of having to just give this thing my full focus as well as then it putting me back a hundred percent into my body. It's 50-50. Like both of those are super helpful.
0: Mm. Uh, and so then, uh, when you've done a session on the pole, did you? How, you know, do you like feel the good of it if you like for a day, two days afterwards, and then you need to go back again?
1: <laughs> it depends how often I've fallen off in the okay, session. Generally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, <laughs> you sort of um, you become like a bit of a dalmatian. They're, po- they're called pole kisses. Uh, it's quite physically intense. Um hobby. So you'll often come out with loads of bruising and you're going, why do I do this to myself? This is bananas. Um, But um, generally I feel very, um, Um, And also just uplifted. Like, it's fun. If you're in a group class, you inevitably, you know, people are clowning around a little bit and it's great. You kind of bond with people. Or if I'm practicing by myself, I think, um, so everyone's different. Some people are really into pole for the fitness side of it. For some people, it's more like self-expression and creative or a combination of the two. For me, pole is, it's more like practicing guitar than it is like going on a treadmill. Like the physical side of it is really important. And I'm always trying to challenge myself and do more like physically demanding things. But for me, it's really about connecting to music and creatively like figuring out my way through a choreography, thinking about different kinds of performance things. So yeah, I generally just feel very kind of connected and peaceful and happy, which is a nice thing, (laughs) not easy to get
0: hold of. Yeah. Well, it's interesting in that your body might be a bit bruised coming out of it, but your soul is less bruised. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Shan Doxy, thanks very much for speaking with us today.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.